0: Local Talk Radio. You're listening to The Travel Brigade, your destination location with your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin.
1: Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin.
2: We have been running around Southern California all week long, running ourselves silly, running ourselves ragged. My running... feet hurt. <laughs> but we do it for you, the listener, because we wanted to hit all of the California theme parks. Well, we wanted to hit four of them. Okay. Our favorites. Regardless of you, the listener, we wanted to hit them anyway. <laughs> but we did do it for you, the listener, as well, because we interviewed people from four of the different theme parks. Our favorite theme we wanted to hear about the new things they have this summer. There's a lot of great new rides, and so we're going to be telling you all about those today. First, we're going to interview Disney and hear all about Carsland at California Adventure.
1: That's right. Carsland is the place to be this summer. Everybody is talking about it. They have lines in the morning to get in. Crazy place. So exciting there at Disney.
2: And then we're going to head down to San Diego.
1: Love SeaWorld. It's my Southern California favorite. Love Shamu. All the fun stuff. But they have a new ride called the Manta. Super fun, interactive roller coaster and an interactive experience. Plus, you get to pet manta rays on the way out.
2: Then we're going to head up to Universal Studios Hollywood. They have a new ride called Transformers 3D. Most of the time when I go on a ride, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I'm on a ride. This is a controlled environment, da-da-da-da-da. I was scared a couple of times <laughs> in Transformers 3D. I really, I, you know, it really put my stomach through the ringer. <laughs>
1: Was it that or the hot dogs we kept eating at every theme park? Well,
2: yeah. We'll we'll talk about how they have Dodger Dogs and Pink's Hot Dogs there at at Universal, which are great.
1: And then we have Legoland down in Carlsbad. Great place. It's kind of a cross between a theme park, a water park, and an aquarium all in one spot. They just opened the new Pirates Reef. They do say you're going to get wet, but let me tell you, the word is
2: drenched. A lot of great places to get to, a lot of fun to have, a lot of cool rides to go on. But before we do any of that, we first got to do...
1: Hot Topics in Travel.
2: You're listening to Travel Brigade. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or check us out at our website, TravelBrigade.com.
1: We'll be right back.
2: Next up, Hot Topics in Travel. Questions or comments
0: from the Travel Brigade? Tweet hashtag Travel Brigade or visit TravelBrigade.com.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, here in Southern California. We're getting ready to leave, but we had to do theme parks this week. Love them. All of them.
2: Yeah, we're going to have interviews coming up with four different theme parks. Before we do that, though, we wanted to talk about hot topics in travel, what's in the news in terms of the world of travel. Yeah, what's up? Well, I'm going to give you four different groups of people and I want you to tell me which one is the hardest group to please when it comes to travel.
1: Ooh, that's a good question.
2: Okay, Kids 12 and under, teens, adults 21 to 65, and seniors. What's, what's the hardest group?
1: Well, well, because we have too many me's that are teens, I'm going to say traveling with them, they are the hardest to please.
2: I would, I would agree. I think at the two ends of the spectrum, kids and seniors, if you got a good pool, you're fine. That's you true. know, the kids are happy to just, if you go somewhere with kids and you've got mean a pool. I'm
1: close to being a senior because I'm pretty happy with a good pool. <laughs>
2: well, and, and the seniors are typically happy if they can just hang out by the pool and watch their grandkids or whatever. And I know I'm generalizing here. I know there are seniors who want to, you know, 70 year olds who want to bike through China and stuff. And, <laughs> and I also know, We're not
1: discounting you.
2: Yes. However, and then when you're an adult, you know, you can kind of plan where you want to go, what you want to do. But teens are the hardest. First of all, they're mad that you took them on a trip anyway. Away from their friends. Away, away from their friends. A lot of times you're isolating them from TV or Internet or whatever. They don't just have it there 24 hours well, a day I at their fingertips. Well, I do notice
1: there's a lot. Like when we go to hotels or different places, they really do a lot of like kids programs and things like that. But, yeah, that's true. They, we're having to find activities for the mini-me's because there's, nothing, there's not a lot out there.
2: And so a lot of different hotels and resorts are doing things to try to appeal more to teens. And one thing I thought was really interesting, and this is an article you can find on foxnews.com, is they're doing a thing called teen concierge.
1: and Like for the teen?
2: Yeah. But it's it's also somebody who's sort of in the 18 to 22 range. Oh. And they advise teens, you know, what to do or here, go do this. or And I think that would be a lot better because you can sit there and tell your kids, oh, this is supposed to be really fun. And you see them rolling their eyes, but if as twi- I did
1: when I was little. Yeah,
2: <laughs> if a twenty-year-old tells a sixteen-year-old, "Yo, bro, this is the happening spot." And there, I—I mean, they probably don't even use those terms. But anyway, <laughs> those are from 2007 or something. But if somebody more their age or a little bit older than them, because that's the other thing, teens always wish they were a little bit older and see the things that kids that are a couple years older can do. If somebody more their age tells them. Hey, this is a cool thing to go do. You know, they're much more likely to want to go do it.
1: So, are these teens that actually work for the hotels or?
2: Yes, yes, and they. I saw one where at a resort, they just sort of roam around, and if they see teenagers looking bored, they say, "Hey, come over here and play volleyball or some, something like that."
1: The Pied Piper of all teens.
2: Yes, there are also teen concierges who will, you know, plan things out for your team to do, give you advice on what to go do, and.
1: So, do they? dress the same? Because, I mean, if you're at the Ritz-Carlton and you see a 20-year-old in a suit, no teenager is going to feel like they can walk up to them.
2: Yeah, no, they let them have either sort of an alternate uniform or wear their street clothes or something like that.
1: Think about it. I mean, that's why people tap into teens because, quite frankly, they've got pockets. They are spenders. You know, they're the ones that are downloading iTunes and and paying for apps. And, you know, everyone likes to get in on the teen action. And I think it's great that the travel industry is realizing that that's a benefit to them, but also a benefit to people who travel with teens to keep them happy because if they're happy, you're more than willing to go again because there's nothing like going on a trip and having a teen complain the whole time.
2: Amen, sister.
1: (laughs) What else do you have?
2: Since we're talking about theme parks, I found a really cute story out of a theme park, and we're here in Southern California, but let's go across the country to Disney World, and a retired German Navy officer named, I'm going to totally blow this, Freddie Washorek and the washorek family. <laughs> sorry, I'm mispronouncing your name. It's one of those names that has way We're more sorry.
1: <laughs> it's one of those
2: it's one of those names that has way more consonants and vowels. And if you want to find this story, it's on moms
1: Or dad's in your case.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's all over the internet too. It it kinda it's one of those things that went viral. Anyway, he retired and he moved to Florida took a part-time job as a security guard at Disney. And what he started doing was, those of you who have been to Disney you know they have this tradition where, you know, the characters come out and appear and the kids can come up and get their picture taken with them. And they sign a little book, a little autograph book.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Our many mes have done that.
2: And I don't know how they do it with those huge gloves on since I can barely write my name legibly without <laughs> them. But anyway. I
1: and mean, you notice all their signatures are different. I mean, they are like their signatures, just so you know.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's a great thing. What this guy did was he started coming up to little kids who were dressed in Disney costumes, a princess, a pirate. Oh, yeah. kids. You see kids There's like always, that all yeah. the time. He would come up to them and ask them for their autograph.
1: Oh, like mistaking them for... Yeah. Some, oh, that's you know,
2: cute. And so it kind of, uh, you know, a grandma took a picture of him getting the autograph, and it went viral, and so... There's probably a lot of places you can find it on the Internet. But, yeah, it's just one of those cute stories that sort of redeems your faith in humanity.
1: Speaking of Disney, that's our first interview we have with Disney. We had so much fun going to Disney this week. We went to the new updated California Adventure, the new Cars Land. It is a hot, hot place this summer to be.
2: That interview will be coming up right after this.
1: You're listening to the Travel Brigade. And now Family Travel. Welcome back to Traveler Brigade, your Sunday morning travel show, and this is our Southern California theme park show, and what would that be without Disney?
2: Here in Southern California, you've always got to have a car, and now at Disneyland, they have an entire land devoted to cars, and here to tell us about it is John McClintick. Welcome, John.
3: Thanks for having
2: me.
1: We love Disneyland. (laughs) Well, I love
3: to hear that.
2: Tell us about this, not just a car's ride, but a car's land. It is a
3: whole new land, yes. It it represents actually a 12-acre expansion of Disney California Adventure Park, the park adjoining Disneyland. Uh, And it's actually part of a really complete makeover of that park that's been taking place over the last five years. If if you haven't been to Disney California Adventure in two or three years, you won't recognize the place, literally, because the whole entrance and entry area has been changed changed into an area that we call Buena Vista Street that resembles Los Angeles as Walt Disney saw it when he first arrived in the late nineteen twenties. Well that's
1: true, you know, the last few times we've been there, every time we turn around, like the, the new uh Toy Story ride so popular, World of Color, every time we go is something fun that draws us to the you know, to the other side from Disneyland going over to California Adventure.
3: Right. I hope you've done the Little Mermaid Ride and Goofy Sky School and Silly Symphony Swings. There's been a, a lot more Disney uh, put into Disney California Adventure. And uh, Cars Land is uh, the crown jewel of the expansion because it is huge and for people who are familiar with the movie Cars, uh, it really is kind of a stunning experience because it is an exact life-size replica of Radiator Springs from the movie. where oh, you fun! You just walk down Route 6 and uh, there's the Cozy Cone Motel and Flo's V8 Cafe and the City Hall at the end of the street and behind the City Hall is the, the great big ride in Cars Land although there are several rides in Cars Land but uh, Radiator Springs Racers which takes you through that Ornament Valley landscape uh, first to meet the characters from Cars and then to actually do a side-by-side race with other guests in another vehicle as you go through the uh, the mountains there.
1: That 's fun I, you know, I actually heard that was kind, of, and I could be totally wrong rumor here is is this based off fast track in Orlando, or is this something totally different
3: the technology it is not totally different the uh, technology is similar, but for fast track for those who are not familiar with it is essentially a high speed car ride uh, the, <laughs> I know I sound like a PR guy here, but no, uh, no. Radi- Radiator Springs is all that and more. Uh, the first half of the ride is more like a dark ride, like a Splash Mountain, where you're going through and actually encountering all of the characters from Cars Land oh, uh, as you journey through Radiator Springs. And uh, what finally happens is that you reach actually a fork in the road where your vehicle will either go into Luigi's to have new tires put on it or, into Ramon's house of body art to get a new paint job, and when you come out the other side, you will be side by side with another vehicle, and at that point you will be do a high-speed race through ornament valley. It's a tremendous use of I like to say everything that Disney does well, not only the the high-tech and the thrill ride, but all the storytelling and characters that uh, people love from cars are contained in Radiator Springs Racers.
1: We've heard people have just been breaking the doors down in the morning, just trying to get into the park every day since you guys have opened.
3: Yeah it is it's it's uh, it has been enormously popular and uh, my hat is off to the operations team for how quickly they can move people through that attraction because there are hundreds and hundreds of people queuing up for that attraction every day
1: can you also kind of go over some new things in both parks just in the last year or so that, you know, people, because I know some people, obviously, that live in Southern California, come a lot, but a lot of our audience is from, you know, all over the, the country, and, and sometimes they save up that money and they just come once a year or once every other year. So what what have been the new things that have just been recently through the park?
3: Well, in Disneyland, uh, it was last summer, 2011, that we opened the, I'd like to say, all-new Star Tours attraction. Uh, for those Amazing, of you who,
1: you can know, I just say? Amazing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> those those who know the the old Star Tours uh, will be astounded by this new version, which has multiple voyages. Uh, you can go several times and never visit the same planets or seen the same characters. In addition to which, it is in 3D now. So as you board your Star Speeder, you'll get your goggles on to take your flight, and uh, all of the adventures that you encounter, whether it's going underwater or through the ice planet of Hoth or or one of the pod races, uh, it all happens to you in 3D. And
1: I know World of Color, I know it's a couple of years old, um, but my first time seeing it was just last year, and I thought it was so beautiful and so well done.
3: Got to tell you, I saw World of Color just last night, and I left the park absolutely drenched. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, I just
1: read, tell me this, I just read about the interactive hats. Tell yes. about that.
3: Yes, you you can purchase a, a set of Mickey ears that light up uh and and actually they work in various locations but, but probably the one that most people are excited about is uh when you go to see World of Color, uh, not only do your ears light up in, in multiple colors, it's not just one color, but they light up in synchronization with the World of Color show. So uh so it's you're, kind you're of watching part the of show the show. And, exactly. You're you're uh, one of the performers in world of color when uh, when the show happens and you 're wearing this set of ears.
1: Are there any of these summer activities? Any anything in particular that people might be interested in coming to see this summer?
3: Well, I think the big thing about visiting Disneyland Resort—not uh, only the parks, but the hotels and the downtown Disney area—is of course the days are longer. Uh, people have a lot more leisure time, and uh, it's just a great place to relax, no matter where you choose to go. Uh, we talked about Disneyland and the new Star Tours. I should also add, for those who love the old Matterhorn attraction, that that uh, has been has just come out of a major rehab uh, with new ride vehicles to take you through the mountain, a new paint job on the mountain itself, uh, So and actually the mountain climbers have come back for the first time in about seven years. So the Matterhorn remains an icon in Disneyland Park. Uh, over in California Adventure, we've talked about Cars Land. I should just quickly mention that there are two other new attractions there. Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, which is a whip-style ride with where you're uh, riding a, a wagon that's being towed by one of the tractors that Mater likes to dip in the movie Cars, uh, and then uh, Luigi's Flying Tires, which, uh, for those of a certain age, are reminiscent of the old Flying saucer ride at Disneyland, where you're actually traveling on a cushion of air and bumping into other tires as if they were bumper <laughs> cars. Uh, of course, we added the Little Mermaid attraction as part of the whole BCA Disney California Adventure Rehab, but then you can spend an entire entire night uh, in downtown Disney with the entertainment and the food and the and the shopping uh, without paying an admission price at all because that, that of course is open to the general public and if you choose to stay in one of the Disneyland resort hotels, the Paradise Pier or the old Disneyland Hotel which has also recently undergone a major rehab with new pools and, and re- remodeled rooms and uh, then of course Disney's Grand Californian which is practically inside Disney California Adventure Park, Uh, those are all great places to spend some of your vacation time.
1: I was going to say, you know, I've always been a little leery about going to downtown Disney just in and of itself because of parking, and I went just the other day just to pick up something at World of Disney, and I'll tell you, it was the easiest um, parking, accessibility, Uh, there's free parking there, so you can just pop right in there and park, and you've got access to downtown Disney um so it was actually a really good experience and and I had kind of been a little hesitant to do so and it was it was perfect
3: I think for a lot of our locals, it's more than an experience. It's a lifestyle. You go there (laughs) on a a summer evening, and you see people dressed to the nines uh, just to come out and sort of see and be seen as they go through downtown Disney. Um, And I should probably mention, speaking of nightlife, that uh, one additional attraction that we have in Disney California Adventure right now is what we refer to as the Mad Tea Party, which is a big dance and music celebration that happens every night in California Adventure over in the Hollywood area.
2: Terrific. Well, where can people uh, get more information about all of this? And
3: get tickets, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, Com is always a great place. You can actually uh, purchase tickets and make hotel reservations on the site if you choose to, but it's also just a great way to keep up to date with uh, what's going on, what park hours are, uh, that sort of thing. And uh, then you can always call the uh, Disneyland Resort information line, which is 714 781 Four, five, six, five.
2: And for those of you who didn't have your pencil out, we'll have all that information on our show Hot Sheet. Just go to TravelBrigade.com and click on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, John.
3: Oh, it was great. Thanks for having
1: me. Thank you. This is Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel show.
2: We'll be right back. Have any travel
0: questions? Call the Travel Brigade at 714-694-4109.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. Just remembering what a great time we had at Disney this week.
2: One thing that really impressed me that we talked about a little bit in the interview was the glow at the show light-up mouse ears.
1: Yeah, we got suckered into buying a pair from Minnie.
2: We got worn down yeah, that's true. into buying a pair. <laughs> But, We're now, like,
1: all right, all right. I have to
2: say, the, as as we watched the World of Color show and you saw these lights coming on and around throughout the audience, it was really quite stunning to see.
1: And the same hats work at Carsland and also we went to this crazy mad tea party with two little mini-me's, and uh, they work to the beat of the band over there.
2: And then at night, Carsland is lit up, and they work... As you go by different places, they turn different colors. Right.
1: At Luigi's, they turn the color of the Italian flag and stuff like that. They're really cute. They're they're a fun addition, a fun new place to spend your money. That's what I say.
2: And we know we've been talking about California Adventure a lot and the new things there, but I don't know if you know there's a park next door to them.
1: Of course I do. It's my favorite. I've loved it. And as a matter of fact, I don't ever go without it. So don't think we're not giving enough love to Disneyland, too. We love Disneyland, as a matter of fact. We were over there as well and had a great time, went on the new Star Wars ride, and he was right. They have the mountain climbers back at the Matterhorn.
2: Yeah, so don't forget about Disney.
1: We love it. It's a package deal. You can't do one or the other. That's that's my opinion.
2: Yeah, you, sh- you should do both. And speaking of package deals, you know, when you go to Disney, you can also arrange to stay in one of their hotels there.
1: They are really amazing. But trying to hit all the theme parks, a lot of people want to have a more central location something near the airport or the freeway where they can hop to Universal, Legoland, SeaWorld and Disney.
2: As a former resident of Southern California, every time I come back here I can't help but emphasize that it's location so,
1: is key.
2: Location <laughs> near a freeway exit is key.
1: That's true. Right now we're seeing at the Radisson here in Newport Beach, which is right near the Santa Ana Airport. We stayed at a couple of hotels in this area, the Marriott, the Crown Plaza one time we were here, but the Radisson is also a really, really great choice. One of the things right off the bat that I was already impressed with is free parking and free Internet, which if you got a family... Adding those charges on your hotel is, is always a tough sell.
2: As we mentioned, this area is good because it's right next to the Orange County Airport. You're right by the 405.
1: Yeah, this location is about 15 minutes from Disneyland, about 40 minutes to Legoland, about an hour to SeaWorld, and 45 minutes to Universal. So it really is a central location if you're going to hit all those parks.
2: If you're interested, you can go to radissoncom backslash Newport Beach CA If you didn't write that down, just go to our website, TravelBrigade.com. We'll have contact info for them. And you'll also want to check out they've got a lot of package deals there on their website. And, again, this whole area is a good place to be if you're going to try to hit multiple theme parks, which we, in fact, pulled
1: off. (laughs) I was going to say we did. We conquered.
2: Next up, we're going to go find out what's new in the land of the world underwater.
1: World, my Southern California favorite. I love it.
2: Stay tuned to Travel Brigade.
1: You can contact us at Twitter, Facebook, or our website, travelbrigade.com.
2: We'll be right back.
0: Have any travel questions? Call the Travel Brigade at 714 694 4109. Welcome back
1: to Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel show here, our California theme park special episode. We've been having so much fun with the different theme parks here in Southern California. Next up,
2: SeaWorld. Joining us to talk about SeaWorld is David Kuntz. Welcome to the program, David. Thanks very much for having me. It's delightful to be here. I've kind of got a problem. I've been seeing these advertisements about manta, and I really want to go on that. But then I look on your website, and you've also opened up a new turtle reef. And you've also got a new Shamu show. I am having a dilemma about what I should do when I first get to the park. Any, any ideas? Well,
4: well, I've got a a simple solution for you. I think you should try to ride Manta as many times as you can and hey. then try to see Turtle Reef uh, as many times as you can and <laughs> then see One Ocean as many times as you that can. That sounds like but, a
1: multi-visit right there. <laughs> well,
4: it's, it's summer here and uh, our, our hours are extended, so you've got plenty of time to see see them all more than just once
1: oh perfect expanding on all that tell us all these new things and we keep hearing about them but we don't know anything about them
4: well manta is our new mega attraction and it is a first of its kind for our park um and it's not just a coaster it is an animal attraction as well so we're combining the wow thrill of riding on an incredibly uh cool coaster with that inspirational wow uh, that you get by having the opportunity to see touch and, and interact with uh, one of our favorite animal species, uh, manta from the coaster side um, brings to it uh, some of some new things here in in the United States. Uh, you actually start the ride inside what we call the launch building, and inside the launch building you 're actually enveloped in a, a, a giant multimedia screen wrapped around you about two hundred and seventy degrees. And on the screen, we're projecting larger-than-life images of mantas swimming around a coral reef. So you actually feel like you're underwater with the manta rays. And you're in there for several seconds, and the manta rays start swimming faster, and the music that's in the launch building starts to build to a crescendo. And when it reaches its peak, you're actually launched by electromagnets out of the launch building, going from zero to full speed in just two seconds. And then you spend the next minute and a half going around the course. Uh, We've got Tons of drops and twists and turns, and it is just a thrilling ride. Uh, but what is so wonderful it, for it is that it actually has a height limit uh, rec- requirement that's actually lower than a lot of other more extreme coasters. So I those the young average
1: ones on there, right? So <laughs> so
4: what we've been able to what we've found so far is that somebody who's seven years old, most of the seven year olds can ride this ride, um, and it's also something that allows a lot of our not so young guests to also ride the ride. And it's just full of surprises and it's just a thrilling ride. And I think what we've heard the most from our guests when they get back to the to the station and unload is that oh. I want to ride Manta again. So <laughs> for people to say that you know riding it once wasn't enough are, is music to our ears. Right. And <laughs> that's great. And and then on the other side we have our we brought our Batray aquarium and touch pool back. That's been something that's been a big hit here at SeaWorld for decades. And so that is incorporated into the attraction itself. So when you're done with the ride, or if you decide not to ride the ride, you can go down below and you can see uh, through these large viewing windows, uh, manta rays, or I'm sorry, bat rays swimming around in the aquarium. And then up on the pathway level, you can actually get up close to the wall and reach down and pet or feed uh, the bat rays. And we have educational specialists there who are answering questions and giving information about the bat rays. So you're having fun and you're learning at the same time, That's the we think that's a great combination.
2: I think that's one of the great – it sounds like that ride just perfectly encapsulates what I like about SeaWorld, which is, yeah, you can go on this thrill ride, and and then you can go look at some animals and calm down, and then you can go back on another thrill ride and then go calm – the older I get, the more calming down activities I do, but it's nice to have them both. And it's really
4: something that only SeaWorld can do in, in, in our longstanding ability to combine – education that's done in a fun way with thrills and entertainment with everything really kind of focusing back on animals and animals that uh, our guests and most of our guests would never ever have the opportunity to see anywhere else but here at SeaWorld uh, and that 's what makes those visits so memorable
1: Sea world's a place I went to growing up, and not only did I do it as a young child, but my kids do it it 's where people go and want to be dolphin trainers and they want to be marine biologists and they want to do all these things. they have this like you know fantasy of all these wonderful opportunities they can have in their life growing up and working with animals and I think it 's just that special charm that Sea world has you know Tell us a little bit about some of how Sea world's expanded on some of that and giving guests an opportunity to do behind-the-scenes type programs.
4: Absolutely. We have a number of programs here at the park that let our guests uh, get even closer to the animals and have a a more intimate experience. And some of our most uh, exciting programs are our interaction programs with the dolphins and the belugas. We've got a dolphin interaction program and a beluga interaction program. And in both of those instances you actually don a wetsuit and you get into the water with a trainer uh, and you get a chance to learn about the animals, you get a chance to pet them, feed them, give them training signals, behavior signals, uh, and get an idea of what it's like to be a trainer uh, and to experience the types of things that our trainers experience every day. But again, doing it in a controlled but extremely fun and intimate manner so that not only are you having you know, the time of your life, uh, but you're also, we think, gaining a better appreciation for the animals and we think that's tremendously important we want all of our guests to leave here with a better appreciation for the animals that they've had a chance to see at the park as well as just animals in general uh so that they can become more aware of the of some of the dilemmas uh, that the animals and their that their counterparts in the wild are facing Uh, We also have a variety of behind-the-scene tours that let you get back and see our animal rescue area and the work that we're doing to help uh, stranded, ill, and orphaned animals that we rescue from the beaches here in Southern California. Uh, You get a chance to see uh, baby sharks and penguins and and behind-the-scenes in our wild Arctic area. So again, these these programs are intended to really give our guests an even greater appreciation uh, for the animals that we share this world with and we hope that that's a big takeaway
1: for them. Is Shamu still the most popular attraction as far as visiting him, Shamu show, all of that?
4: It, Shamu show sure is. It it conti- It always has been and will continue to be uh, the one show or attraction in the park that most every guest that comes to the park on any given day will see. Uh, there, are, uh, you know, if if we had ten people that came to the park, nine and a half of them would go see the
1: Shamu show. And I uh, have particular fondness for the night show. I just think it's so fun to go at night in the breeze and watch the great show. It's all lit up. I think it's my favorite experience there.
4: Oh, it absolutely is. And and we've had a number of iterations of the nighttime Shamu show. And right now it's called Shamu Rocks, and it and it kind of takes you on this journey, musical journey around the world with Shamu And it is just a tremendous amount of fun, and our our guests love it.
2: Could you tell our listeners about any uh, ticket specials that they might be interested in, passes?
4: Yeah, a lot of our ticket products uh, you can get right here on SeaWorldSanDiego.com. And we've got a variety of ticket products that are good for people that live right here in San Diego or Southern California or or guests that are coming in from out of town. Of course, some of our more popular uh, tickets are our annual passes, and we have a, a wide variety of passes uh, that can get you into the park for a single price throughout the year. And with each of those tiered uh, annual passes, you get uh, different benefits. And, again, those are online. We also have some great ticket products uh, for people that are coming in from out of town and want to have an opportunity to see multiple marks more than just SeaWorld. So we've got ticket products that you can find on our, our website that allow you to get to the theme parks up in the uh, Los Angeles area as well as other parks here in Southern California. Those ticket products really add a greater value uh, to your visit and again for those annual passes you pay one price and you can come back again and again throughout the year and, and you'll want to not once you go to
1: SeaWorld it's just it's just a great great place to go so all the information people can find is seaworld.com
4: SeaWorldSanDiego.com, and we constantly keep the uh, the website updated with with new uh, new products and new information about our our shows and our attractions and our exhibits and uh Uh, you're absolutely right. It's just one of those types of places that it's a great place to come with friends and family. Um, It really allows you to not only enjoy yourself uh, with your friends and family, but also to really have fun and learn stuff about the animals. And it's one of those places that you just want to come back and visit again and again.
2: Thank you so much for joining us today. It was my pleasure.
1: This is Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel show. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook and our website, TravelBrigade.com.
0: We'll be right back. Have you friended Travel Brigade yet? Well, you can at their website with links to Twitter and Facebook, as well as lots of great articles for all your travel needs. www.travelbrigade.com
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host.
2: Jeff Griffin. Hello. And one of the great things about SeaWorld that we didn't really talk about was their meal plan.
1: They actually, yeah, have an all-day dining, which I think is Great, especially when you're going with a pack of people. It's around $30 for an adult and around 15 for a youth, and it's all-day dining. You can start with breakfast, go lunch, dinner, snacks in between, drinks. I think it's a great deal. I think they've got that information on their website as well, but I've done it before, and it's really a great opportunity. Loved the Manta ride.
2: Well, and it's, it's one of those things that only SeaWorld could do you, ride the manta roller coaster and then you go pet the manta go on a ride go see sea life go on a ride go see sea life
1: and it's kind of weird you're kind of half sideways through the ride a, a good majority of the trip it's it's really fun you got to get down to SeaWorld and try it of course Shamu's always a classic as we said great place to go check out SeaWorld one of the things we talked about with SeaWorld were the city passes
2: yeah and those are a pass you can buy that you pay one fee and it gets you into four different parks. The parks are SeaWorld, Universal Studios Hollywood, Disneyland, and Disney California Adventure.
1: So it's a three-day hopper at Disney and Correct. then a one-day SeaWorld, one-day Universal Pass.
2: Correct. And if you want to find more information about it, just go to citypass.com backslash southern California. Now, if you're like me and you just get frustrated trying to write that down as somebody's saying it, Just go to TravelBrigade.com. Check out the hot sheet there. We'll have all that information for you so you can contact them.
1: I also do think most of the theme parks that are involved in that sell those city passes as well.
2: That is correct, yes. So, speaking of all those different theme parks, next we're headed up the 405 to get on the 101. You get in Southern California, you just start thinking in terms of (laughs) freeway numbers. 405 to the 101 to go to...
1: Universal Studios.
2: In
0: Hollywood.
2: In Hollywood. You're listening to Travel Brigade. We'll be right back.
0: Have you friended Travel Brigade yet? Well, you can at their website with links to Twitter and Facebook as well as lots of great articles for all your travel needs. www.travelbrigade.com
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel show. This is Kathleen Curry with my co-host Jeff Griffin, and this is our theme park show.
2: And one of our favorite places to go is Universal Studios Hollywood, and here to tell us more about some of the amazing things happening at that park, we've got Trené Pittum. Welcome, Trené.
5: Thank you very much. Very good to be with you guys.
2: Now, a lot of times when you know I'm telling people about theme parks, I, and I say, oh, you should try this ride, or, you know, you know, I don't force it on anybody, but... When it comes to Universal Studios, I get very preachy and self-righteous and tell them <laughs> you have to do the studio tour when you get there. To me, that's what makes this park so unique and it's it's a really fun ride.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are the only working movie studio and theme park in the world. So that's definitely something that we have to offer that that no one else can um, you know, aboard the studio tour, you get to go on the back lot, you go by sound stages where oftentimes, you know, working productions are, are underway, whether that be for CSI and and I think everyone um is pretty familiar with that Desperate Housewives was filmed on our back lot and recently wrapped. Um but Wisteria Lane still stands and um yeah it's just it's just um a deep look inside Hollywood that that really nowhere else you'll you'll get to experience what we have to offer. Well, I'm a
1: little upset because last time we went, all I could think about for the next two days was Jimmy Fallon singing Have a Trampastic Day.
5: <laughs> that does seem to get stuck in people's heads, yeah. Actually, Lauren Graham, who's one of the stars on Parenthood, um joked with him about that on his show, how uh, they can actually hear the trams passing by their set and how that song is just ingrained in her mind, and she goes home and sleeps at night with tram traffic <laughs> it playing. It's just so, so catchy,
1: and it's, you know, Jimmy Fallon's so fun, and he really brings you into the tour so much, but you yeah, have that little echoing all for the next few days. It's like, you know, you just keep hearing it and want to sing along with it, so. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's addicting.
5: He's been our video tour guide for, uh, I guess, two years now, and um, and he's gotten very well received and, and a funny guy and a good partner for us. Well, tell us a little bit about what's new this year uh Transformers the Ride 3D it officially opened in May and it's just been getting such rave reviews um Michael Bay which everyone knows is the director of the of the film franchise was actually creative consultant on this on the uh, on the ride so it's very authentic to oh, the Transformer cool. story um and then we used all the original voices so Megatron you'll recognize uh, those voices from the films and um even people who aren't necessarily fans of Transformers um, it continues the story, but you can jump right in and not have to know the whole backstory of the Decepticons and the Autobots to really be able to enjoy this ride.
1: I think one thing that always has stood out with me with Universal is how high-tech the ride, I mean, you know, when you add new rides, that the Simpsons ride, you know, they added King Kong last time we were there, so technically astute, I mean, it's, it's really amazing.
5: Yeah, I mean, we we take we take our stuff pretty seriously. We want to be very authentic to, to Hollywood, which is the reason why we exist. Um, you mentioned King Kong 360 3D, um, Peter Jackson actually was one of the creators on that, and um, so you're you're watching one of his films when you're when you're experiencing that. Um, so yeah, we we definitely um, go above and beyond, and, and the technology that we bring is is just something that you don't see a lot of other places.
2: What are some of the other popular rides?
5: Um, well, i am sorry off telling you my favorite <laughs> is The Mummy. <laughs> oh, that um, is so an, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's an indoor roller coaster. I'm a big roller coaster fan. So um, The Mummy is definitely popular. Really, our our lower lot, which is where Transformers, Jurassic Park, and The Mummy are located, is just kind of a trifecta of fun for for you know, um, theme park enthusiasts, um, we're up on our upper lot. is really where you can enjoy some of the shows. You know, Shrek 3D is up there, as well as Water World, which was our number one rated attraction. Um, of course, it's based on the the '90s film starring Kevin Costner, but this it, it certainly had legs that I'm sure that they had no idea it would um, when it was turned into a theme park attraction, it was full of explosions and such, you know. Um, all the power techniques and the stuntmen and and uh so that 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 one consistently is rated to their number one show
1: one of the things i think is really fun about universal which most you know places don't have is that whole downtown city walk area i mean it's like a whole place in and of itself to go there's restaurants shops it looks like there's clubs there at night such a such a fun place that so many people there are just hanging out
5: yeah, it really does add to the whole day experience. You can go in the theme park and get your thrills and then come on out on the city walk. Um it's part of the reason why we're known as the entertainment capital of LA. And it's because there are there's restaurants to, to try, there's different shops, there's the iFly indoor skydiving experience which um you know is nowhere else in Southern California. you just have to travel quite quite some distance to to go uh, skydiving indoors anywhere else. And then we also have uh, rock and roll bowling at Jillian's and, you know, just a lot of um, activities. Um, and then also you mentioned the, the nightlife, John Lovett's Comedy Club, which John Lovett's actually appears at at least once a week. Oh. Um, it's up in City Loft, and along with the Infusion Lounge, which is a, an incredibly hip bar that actually began in, in uh, San Francisco and opened here last year. So, so yeah, from straight on from, you know, a day of shopping straight on into evening hours there's definitely something to to do up at city walk
2: and we should emphasize that you don't have to go into universal you can just go up and go to city walk and i mean we've done that gone and spent an evening just at city walk and, oh yeah and then and-
5: and we have the IMAX Theater here, which is one of only a couple of IMAXs in the area. In fact, I think I, I believe this was the original IMAX in the area. And, um, yeah, so like I said, if if you've done theme park or you are on a couple of days of vacation and you want to do theme park one day, CityWalk can definitely take up a second day all on its own. You can make your experience there as, as long or as short as you'd like.
2: And one thing we should point out, if you're not from the L.A. area, They have a Pink's Hot Dogs there. When you come to L.A., whether you go to the original Pink's or you come to this one here at City Walk, you should try a chili cheese dog at Pink's.
5: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Betty White actually was on hand to help us open that that, uh, uh, store for Pink's. So it is an L.A. tradition to be sure.
2: Where can people find out more information about buying tickets, uh, places they want to visit there at Universal?
5: Uh, your best resource is going to be com. That stays up to date with all the current ticket prices. If there's any um, special promotions or deals to be had, you can definitely find it at that website.
2: All right. Well, thank you very much, Trina.
5: Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me. This is Travel Brigade,
1: your Sunday morning travel show.
2: We'll be right back. You're listening to The Travel
0: Brigade, your weekly travel spot. With highlights of your favorite travel destinations, check out TravelBrigade.com and Travel Brigade on Facebook and Twitter.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, talking about Southern California theme
2: parks. And Before we leave Universal, I have to say they are really the masters, and this shouldn't come as a surprise since they're a film company. They're the masters with these three D screen rides.
1: Yeah, they really different sort of high tech when it comes to their rides.
2: And like I mentioned earlier in the show, this new Transformers ride, normally I'm going through thinking, okay, I'm on a ride, you know, and things are gonna happen. But this was one of those ones where you couple of points you sort of forgot you were on a ride and you were you were really scared.
1: <laughs> Jeff was trying to jump out of his seat and run from the Transformers.
2: Yes. <laughs> Now, we hit four parks when we were down here, and there are so many great parks here that we couldn't hit all of them, but we wanted to make sure and talk about two other parks that are really great places to visit. One is Six Flags Magic Mountain. Six Flags is, up, is further up north. They are really, I would say, the, kind of the masters of the thrill ride. They have a lot of them. In fact, on their website, sixflags.com magicmountain they have a thrill rating on their rides. I would say they especially appeal to teens. They're a great park for teens, I would say. A new ride they have this summer is the Lex Luthor Drop of Doom. It drops 400 feet at 85 miles per hour.
1: You know, I haven't been on that ride, but I'll tell you, even thinking about it, I can feel my stomach do the drop. I mean, it's like, that's scary. And then, of course, we have Knott's Berry Farm, which is also in Orange County. It's a uh, classic for many people that have lived in this area and that also come down here to visit, Knott's is a really fun place, not just because of the Mrs. Knott's Chicken Dinner Restaurant, but the original log ride. And actually, it was kind of funny. A couple years ago, we went up to Idaho to do some theme parks, and the original corkscrew that I was deathly afraid of when I was younger has moved up to another theme park. They've got great things still there in Knott's Farm.
2: Yeah, if you look on their website, knots.com, you'll see that they have nine roller coasters and five different thrill rides, so there's a lot to do there.
1: Plus a water park.
2: Plus a water park. And speaking of water parks, it's time to head back south again, this time to Legoland.
1: Legoland has it all. They've got a theme park, a water park, and an aquarium all in one spot.
2: And as we'll be hearing coming up in this interview, they'll be having a hotel soon.
1: (laughs) Yes. Can't wait.
2: Stay tuned to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel destination show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Travel Brigade, your
0: weekly travel spot. With highlights of your favorite travel destinations, check out TravelBrigade.com and Travel Brigade on Facebook and Twitter.
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your Sunday morning travel show, and this week's show, theme parks in Southern California. We're talking about lots of fun theme parks, and a really fun one is Legoland. Legoland.
2: It's a great place to go. Kids love it. And here to tell us more about it from Legoland is Jake Gonzalez. Welcome to the program, Jake. Uh, thank you, guys. Good morning.
1: Well, most people might know what Legoland is, but maybe a brief description would be helpful and tell us about all the new stuff you guys have added to the park this last year.
6: Sure. So, so Legoland California Resort is a Lego-themed family theme park uh, geared for families that have uh, children ages 2 to 12. It uh, offers more than 60 ride shows and attractions and it's a great interactive park that really uh allows children and parents that still want to be kids uh get to interact together and just enjoy a variety of different things such as rides and uh, miniland and and just enjoy lego in general and just have a great family day together uh some of the new attractions that we have this sh- that we actually opened this year uh one of them was we expanded our lego star wars miniland uh area and we added so a lego
1: cool. Let me just add. It was really I mean, much bigger than I expected. I expected just one or two little things, and it's a whole city.
6: Right, right. And we take uh, take key scenes from all the uh, action movies as well as one from the, uh, the cartoon, really kind of just put those scenes into, uh, you know, create them through with Lego. Uh, and then we also created the new Lego Star Wars Gallery, which features 12 of the famous characters from the Star Wars uh, series. And I think, you know, fans as well as uh, guests, I uh, truly enjoy going into that area and that attraction, so a lot of fun.
1: Very fun. Yeah,
6: and then the other, I mean, really, the, the big, the, big of the of this year is uh, Pirate Reef, which Very is wet, our – Very wet right.
1: ride, let me just add. Drenching, soaking, fun wet.
6: <laughs> yes, which is funny because we tell guests, we say, you know you're going to get wet on this ride, which is a, is a splashdown ride. You get to climb 30 feet up in the air, and you take a 25-foot plunge between two 40-foot pirate ships – and make a huge splash. When we say you make a huge splash, most people say, oh, yeah, I might get a little wet or whatnot. (laughs) So you get soaked on this ride. I don't think
1: there was a dry part of us when we walked (laughs) off that ride, which was great, because the weather, of course, in San Diego, we always talk about how great it is, but it was just perfect to get drenched on that ride. It was very fun. Yeah, and then
6: you also, you know, it also includes that interactive um, element when you can board the ship's and shoot the water cannons. You can shoot them across, you know, the bows of, of each ship, as well as shoot it at the guests that are enjoying the ride. It's you know, it's a lot of fun, but you you definitely get soaked. Um, yeah, which it's is really fun.
1: funny. When we actually got off that ride, we couldn't get our little mini-me's to move on. I mean, they wanted to just stay there and shoot the other people <laughs> for like another twenty minutes after the ride. So you've got the ride, and then you have to plan on some extra time right after that to to yeah do all that interactive part where you're shooting water guns and getting splashed by the ship that's coming down and it's really great fun.
2: And now the Pirate Reef Ride is part of a bigger sort of exhibit called Pirate Shores, is that correct?
1: It is correct.
6: So you have the larger part from, so this actually, Pirate Reef is the first attraction or first ride at Legoland California that you can, is accessible through the family theme park as well as through the water park. So when you go through the family theme park, you actually go through um, an area called Pirate Shores and what we found out is kids love that that genre of pirates and mm, boys and girls <laughs> pirates and we wanted to expand on that and really offer them something additional to pirate shores and that was pirate reef so uh like you're saying kathleen which is kids once they get on top of those those pirate ships i mean that's like that's a kid's dream to be able to get up on a pirate ship be able to shoot a water can you know shoot something at somebody else or just <laughs> a big splash and you really can soak each other so um it is. It's a lot of fun.
1: Very good.
2: And maybe explain to our listeners the difference uh, the, between the water park and the main park, and is there is there separate tickets, things like that.
6: Yeah, so one of the beauties of Legoland California Resort, it is a true resort. There are th- three parks here. There's Sea Life Carlsbad Aquarium, there's Legoland Water Park, and then Legoland the theme park. And Legoland Water Park is a full Edge Water Park. You have water slides. You have uh, Lazy River. You show up. You can wear your swim trunks. You can just actually just want to go. And there's a, a variety of different ticket options that allow you to either go to all three parks or just go to the water park and the theme park or go to Sea Life Crossback Aquarium, which Sea Life Crossback Aquarium is a
2: amazing
6: uh, aquarium where you can go and check out, you know, a variety of different uh, ocean animals, uh, fish and uh, different sea life that is there. Right now, we have a new attraction that opened up this year called Claws, which really focuses on a variety of different bottom-dwelling crustaceans and crabs and lobsters. There's a 15-pound lobster over there. There's a, uh, a 15-foot-long spider crab that kids can go check out. Um, and the aquarium is amazing, but you also can go outside, and especially right now in the hot, you know, summer, you know, summer season, it's the hot season. And go and uh put on your swimsuits and then go enjoy the
1: water park, which is fun as well. Now, Jake, when I was there I saw some construction right near the front and I heard a rumor. Is there gonna be a Legoland hotel?
6: Your 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 assumption is correct. So is
2: it, is it gonna be built out of Legos?
6: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be themed heavily out of Legos, so Darn. It, uh, I wanted
1: the whole thing out of Legos, but that'll work. <laughs>
6: absolutely. So, yes, that is correct. We are actually building Legoland. Um, Legoland, California Hotel is going to be opening up in 2013, and it is in construction. You guys saw It's a 250-room hotel.
1: Oh, wow.
6: Rooms are going to be themed in three different themes, Pirates, uh, Kingdom, and Adventure. So when you walk in the rooms, and we're not talking just some decorative paint. We're talking full theming, full Lego theming on the walls. Uh, When you were going to walk into the, the lobby, you're going to see Lego models all over the place. This, it's going to be amazing and it is the first hotel of its kind in North America. So we're really excited about that um and really It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. I've seen bits and pieces. The very first Legoland hotel was opened up in Windsor, England, and this is going to be the first one in North America, and it's really going to blow everybody's socks off.
1: Now, we we can't decide which room we're going to get when we come back next year, so maybe we'll have to book all three rooms, put the kids in one room, and then Jeff and I to take our own themed rooms off. (laughs) We can get the full experience when we come back. No, that sounds really like a lot of fun. Can you tell our listeners where they can contact Legoland to get tickets, information, park hours, show schedules, all this kind of fun information that you have?
6: Yeah, absolutely. Go to www.legoland.com, and you can find all the information, all the different ticket options. Um, you can also, when you go there to, to purchase uh, tickets online, you can find out what latest deals that we have going on. Uh, you can find park hours, top to bottom, A through Z. Um, just go to our website, legoland.com, and uh, you can find all that information out. So.
2: I tell you kids kids today are so lucky. I grew up playing with Legos and me and my friends were always thinking wouldn't it be cool if you could build, you know, a whole car or a whole ship out of Legos and uh, and today's kids get to experience that. Thank you so much for joining us, Jake.
1: Thank you for having me. This is Travel Brigade your Sunday morning travel show.
2: We'll be right
0: back. You're listening to the Travel Brigade with Jeff and Kathleen. Catch them at TravelBrigade.com
1: Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin.
2: We have worked our way through almost an hour going to all these different theme parks, and now it's time to pick out our favorites on He Said. She Said. We're going to do it a little bit different today. Usually we do our top three for a particular city that we're in or location that we're in. We're
1: going to break our rules today.
2: yes. We are going to pick one from each park. Here they are in no particular order. We love them all. And we're we're actually going to do it for five parks. We're counting Disney as a park and then California Adventure as a park. They are two parks. Two separate parks. So let's start with Disney. What was your favorite?
1: Disney. I love Disney. One of my favorites. And the one thing I have to do, no matter if there's new things, old things, I have to go on Splash Mountain. It's my favorite.
2: Mine was pretty much old school, going way back to when I was a kid. Pirates of the Caribbean. Still really enjoy going on that ride. It's let's, fun. Let's move across the street to California Adventure.
1: Well, I really like the new Cars Land. I thought it was really fun. The rides were really fun. The one thing, though, that I have to tell you that has now gotten on my list is I've always tried to get one of the mini-me's to come on California Screaming and was very afraid to go finally talked one of the mini me's into going went on california screaming and we went three times that day cuz it was so great and i loved it
2: and for those of you who don't know that it's kind of an old school roller coaster new it's new it's yeah. not it's well, not yeah. an old roller coaster but <laughs> yeah
1: but it's it's it's, it's sort it's, of based on a vintage boardwalky type roller coaster right. but you do flip upside down
2: yes my favorite over there is toy story mania oh i love that on the Midway, which is a ride that you go through and you're shooting at targets and getting points it's sort of like a video game you're playing while you're riding which is really funny because I'm not into video games but this has become my favorite ride there even though I'm terrible at it small children <laughs> have been sitting next to me and gotten higher scores and pretty much anybody who rides with me but I but I love going through and playing it and seeing it what targets It was target fun they as hit. a
1: matter of fact the one thing I don't like about that ride is that I sometimes sit with one of the mini-me's that gets really upset when they don't win and so, like, I play really hard, and then I realize I'm ahead and I've got to stop. So I got to sit next to Jeff this time, and I just took him to town.
2: Which, which didn't take any skill. <laughs> low, the bars <laughs> set pretty low there.
1: It was fun, though.
2: Uh, heading south to SeaWorld.
1: Oh, SeaWorld. I love SeaWorld. I love lots of different things about SeaWorld. And I think this is a good time to mention, you know, we went to all these theme parks. They're all different and unique and all in their own way i mean they're all fun in different ways they all have really different strengths it's really fun but SeaWorld, i really love the new manta ride thought it was great
2: my favorite is again old school going back to my childhood the shamu show
1: how can you not they're, love that
2: gotta love the big fella <laughs> now let's head up north to universal
1: universal i love the tram tour i have not been to universal i went last year and then i went again but i hadn't been there for a really really long time and just forgot how great the tram tour is and not only that but they updated it with jimmy fallon and he sings this really great catchy tune that we talked about and you cannot get it out of your head super fun
2: my favorite was transformers cool. out of all the new rides that was my favorite very cool. And I would really encourage you to go do it if you're looking for a new experience. Finally, Legoland.
1: Legoland, I really like the new Pirate's Reef. And, you know, the one thing at every theme park in Southern California is it's it's hot. It's hot out there. You're in the sun. You're in direct sun a lot of the time. And, gosh, to go on a ride where you just get completely drenched is great. It's also connected to their water park. So you can either keep getting drenched over there in the pirate area or you can move to the water park great, great time.
2: My favorite is not really one thing so much as the overall feel of the park, and it's kind of nostalgia for my childhood. Oh, yeah. I grew up before there was a Legoland, but playing with Legos and thinking, wow, how cool would it be if you had a whole city made out of Legos? Or what if you built this with Legos, and you go there and they've got it? It's like your childhood dreams fulfilled.
1: And because this is such a family-friendly theme park show... One of our mini-me's wanted to get their opinion in, too. So, we're going to do their top five picks. Park by park. Here we go. Disneyland. I like Space Mountain because it has the darkness and the camera, and it also has some lights. Awesome. Disney California Adventure. Cars Land because it has everything you imagine. And more. SeaWorld. I like the Dolphin Show. Yes, there is an awesome Dolphin Show called the Blue Horizon Show. Universal. The Simpsons, da 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 da, and last but not least, Legoland, um, water park, and Project X. That's an awesome roller coaster. Thank you, Minnie Me. You're welcome.
2: Once again, any of our guests or any of the parks we've talked about today, if you want their contact information, just go to our website, TravelBrigade.com, and look at the hot sheet for today's. Show
1: A lot of things we got done while we're down, but it's time for us to go.
2: There's always somewhere new to visit.
1: We're going to Edmonton in Alberta, Canada. We're so excited.
2: We've got so much to do up there. We're going to be running around to a bunch of different festivals. They are the Festival King City.
1: That's true. The Folk Festival, the Heritage Festival, lots of festivals, as well as...
2: The West Edmonton Mall, the largest mall in North America. We're going to need a whole show just on that.
1: We're going to have our Edmonton show and our West Edmonton Mall show. It'll be great.
2: In the meantime, there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, we hope you'll join us next week from Edmonton. This is Travel Brigade Radio.
1: See you next week.
0: You've been listening to the Travel Brigade on Blog Talk Radio. Listen live every Sunday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Contact us on Twitter, Facebook, and at TravelBrigade.com.